Welcome to Crosspoint Community Church. We are here to help each other worship, live, and rescue like Jesus. For more info on who we are, go to cpmodesto.org. To, um, in, I'm going to be inviting some people from here in our church who are going to just kind of share different stories of how God is working in, in their lives. Um, you know, it's, it's exciting to come together um, and, and worship and sing and, and hear from God's word. But one of the things that we want to do more and more often is to share what God's doing in our lives as individuals and how that can encourage the body. And so this morning, you're gonna hear some different kind of snapshots, not like long, big, drawn-out things, but kind of snapshots of uh, different ways that God is transforming us as individuals and, and not only inside, but how that's coming through to the outside and impacting the world around us. So um, I wanna invite Debbie Hahn up first. And... Um, Yes, welcome her. <clears throat> and um, I, uh, I'm so excited for Debbie to share. Um, Debbie is, we've been friends for a long time. Um, <laughs> we were at a funeral once. She's gonna hate that I'm gonna Here we go. <laughs> And I was sitting and there was an open seat next to me. It was in the balcony of the chapel. And there was like one seat next to me and it was really convenient to get to. But then there was another open seat that was really hard to get to. And she walked right by me and went to the really hard seat to get to. Because apparently she just couldn't stand to sit by me. Um, but anyway, I bring that up a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe today I just got it off my chest. I'm letting it go. Oh, good. <laughs> about time. It's like five years ago. <laughs> Debbie, I'd love for you to share what God's doing in your life um, currently and how he's shaping you. Um, my journey starts a long time ago, being raised in the church and hearing over and over and over how much God loves us and there's nothing we can do to, to have him not love us. And I believe that. I believe that. Um, fast forward to about a year ago, I was invited to a simulcast conference, um, Exiles in Babylon, that was in Boise, was originally in Boise, and we met here at the church. And um, that conference changed me um, a lot. Um, I loved that at the beginning, the guy that was, I don't know if you call him a host, hosting it said, this conference isn't going to be like your normal conferences. It's going to... Um, disturb you. It's going to challenge you. There's going to be things you don't agree with, and there's going to be things you do agree with. And so I was intrigued because I'd never been to a conference where I was told I could really disagree with <laughs> things. So, so anyway, um, the guys that spoke from the Francis Chan to a young man that um, Greg Coles, who is passionate about Jesus. He's also a celibate, same-sex attracted man. And um, it just blew me away. It blew me away, and it really brought home to me that um, we're all created in his image. 
He loves us all deeply. And, it, and I had gone through life thinking, I believe that, but I think that group of people, probably not. Or that group of people, I just know how God can love them. I just don't know. So um, listening to his testimony and the testimonies of several others um, really just changed my heart in a way that um, God told me, you don't have to really agree with them, but you do need to realize that I love them and you should love them. And um, it just gave me a compassion, a compassion for more than just that group of people, but a compassion to want to listen to stories, um, to listen to people and, and hear why they're either drawn to Jesus or they've been pushed away from Jesus. And um, I, that's how he's working, and it's, it's amazing. I was telling him earlier, I got invited to a New Year's Eve party, and <laughs> Mark and I, my husband, we went, and there were four couples there, three of them in their 30s, and Mark and I. <laughs> and it, <laughs> it, was, it was interesting, and, um, but we had a great time. And again, I think just God's opening doors for me to be available to listen to the stories of these young couples. And we did get into that, and that's happening in my neighborhood, and mm. um, I love it. So do you and Mark in your neighborhood, are you known as kind of the more mature party crowd? <laughs> yeah. Father and mother time at that one. But, <laughs> but um, there's, there's a lot of young families, mm -hmm. and um, Mark and I have always been drawn to ministering to young families. And so uh, God's really giving us an opportunity that we didn't have in the home that we lived in for 47 years, and then God moved us um, mm -hmm. to Oakdale. So um, we're, I'm excited. I don't know if Mark is, but <laughs> I'm excited to see what God can do That's um, awesome. in these That's young awesome. lives. So I have one, one more question. Um, you know, we all, we all kind of think through um, our lives and we plan and we think about what we'll be like. We imagine what we'll be like at different points in our lives and different seasons. And, um, you know, I, I think about even what, what I what I thought I would be like at this point in my life and where I'd be like in my maturity with Jesus and what I would, you know, that I'd have a lot of things nailed down that I didn't have nailed down earlier. Um, you know, I'm sure that you had had some thoughts about when you get to this point in life, who you'd be, who Debbie Hahn would be. Um, and I guess just curious, with what God's doing in you and even talking about as, as recent as a year ago, having a pretty significant moment with the Holy Spirit of saying, um, do, you really, do you really believe what I tell you? Do you really believe what God's word says? Um, how, how are you even processing and thinking like, yeah, this is who I thought I'd be when I was at this season in my life? I thought maybe I could skate at this season. <laughs> like just kind of skate through because, you know, I had done a lot. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I knew God... God and people have always said, you're never finished in ministry. Mm -hmm. and, and yet somehow when you get to that age, you kind of think maybe it'll just slack off a little. And um, I'm finding myself figuring yeah. out that, no, it's, it's going to pick up. And I'm excited because it's with people that most of them don't have a relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. 
they have a background. I've gotten that far. Yeah. They have a background, but they're not um, mm. walking with them now. So I'm excited. That's awesome. Debbie, thanks for sharing. Appreciate it. <laughs> awesome. I want to invite Madison Edgerton to come up. And um, she, she, yeah, give her a round of applause. And um, <clears throat> she's going to share a little bit about what's happening on Monday nights at our Monday night community. She's there every Monday. And, and um, there's been some really exciting things happening. And, and I wanted her to kind of share those things. So Madison. I am so excited and honored to be able to share um, just one view, my view of what's happening on Mondays. Um, every Monday we have about probably 100 people, servers and those who come for the meal, um, all together meeting um, to have a meal together. And um, this is all about giving glory to God. And those who come, some people don't know Jesus, some do. Um, but I am so excited to share that. That part of our family, five people in the past month have come to Jesus in the, in the past month. I, That's so awesome. I am beyond excited. And one of the crazy things is um, a few weeks ago, um, Christine and I and my friend Nate and a lot of other of our servers came together and prayed, as we do every Monday mm -hmm. before for about an hour. And we were like, Lord, um, we are asking for you to bring these specific people closer. Mm -hmm. um, three of those people on our list that day, hours later, accepted Jesus. The Holy Spirit <laughs> is moving <laughs> so fast, so, cool. so strongly. Um, and two more people that accepted Jesus were uh, newcomers. They were mm -hmm. the first time there and they said, I need Jesus, and they said yes. Yeah. Um, it is, I kind of don't have words. I'm just so <laughs> excited that God is bringing in these people. Um, I've been noticing that it's just so beautiful to watch God bring his family together. Um, I like, I wish all of them were here right now, but it's okay. They're coming tomorrow and we'll be able to celebrate that with them tomorrow. But to see God answering the prayers of his people, to see God walking on the praises of his people, asking him to move, he says, yes. Um, I'm taking the perspectives class right now. And one of the things that one of our speakers said a few weeks ago was sometimes when we pray, we're sometimes waiting for God to um, say something, but sometimes it's like God's waiting and then we are waiting and God's waiting and we are waiting. So in the prayer aspect of Mondays, we're just trying to say, Lord, we're gonna pray this yeah. boldly that you will bring people in. Mm -hmm. um, and it's been beautiful to see him create new relationships and to foster relationships that have been going on for years, way, way longer than I've been part mm -hmm. of Monday night. Um, so it's been beautiful and I'm like just so excited to share it with everyone here, so. That's so awesome. And you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, if I get this story wrong, but one of, one of the, isn't one of the people who accepted Christ, I think last week, um, they'd never been to Monday night community before and uh, they, they showed up and uh, I, somebody met them and you know, I, a number of people met them, but, but their thing was they said, never been here before, um, but I felt like I had to be here and they received Christ that evening, and they said, I guess this is why I had to be here. Is that, is that, that what happened? That was last week, yes. That was last week. <laughs> that was last yes. Monday. Yes, yeah. That's just so awesome. So it's cool. just, it's so clear that God is um, moving in a specific way that I don't think we've seen before or haven't seen for a really long time. Mm -hmm. um, and I am just one of the, well, 
many, many, many people um, that are part of this community that have invested time, um, invested prayer, and have said, yes, Lord, I'm going to obey you um, in being family with this community. Um, It's been beautiful to see, and um, I can't wait for what God does next. Yeah. I think the only thing about, like, you sharing your story is if you could be more passionate, that would be helpful (laughs) in... In inviting sorry, other people into the story. <laughs> sorry that my lack of enthusiasm disappoints you. Madison, thanks for sharing. Really appreciate it. All right. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> um, I want to invite uh, Zane Davis up here. Uh, Zane, um, yeah, give him a round of applause. Um, he recently uh, jumped into the worship team, and, um, and I've gotten to know him over the last, I don't know, year and a half, couple years, and uh, I really like Zane a lot. Um, I like you too. <laughs> and uh, so we were having lunch uh, not long ago, and he was sharing with me um, an experience he had, um, some kind of moments where he had to make some decisions that God kind of interrupted his day. And I just thought that would be awesome for him to share uh, with the rest of the church that. So, um, and I, I texted him and said, hey, I'd love for you to share that story on Sunday. Think about it. And he said, I'll get back to you. And I, and I decided I'd give him a, 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 an amount of time. And so then I just texted him after that amount of time went up. And I said, you didn't respond, so you're, like, you have no choice now. So you have to. So. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of hoping you'd, you'd forget. But I'll, I'll be voluntold. Um, <laughs> Okay, where do you want me to start? Uh, just start at the parking lot, right? Right, I was in the <laughs> parking lot. Um, so I had to make a, a last minute trip to Arizona. My grandpa was sick, I had to like run out there. I was driving, uh, getting some stuff together like back home so I could leave for the week. And I like throw some laundry in the washer and I go to the, I, I go to the coffee shop to like get some coffee while I'm waiting. And as I'm leaving the parking lot, I see this dude on well, he's, he's on the ground, and his bike is on the ground, and his shopping cart is on the ground, and there's, like, groceries everywhere. And I was like, something. Well, something just happened. And then the lady in front of me, like, drove around him. And I was like, this lady might be onto something. Like, I could just, I, I, could, I got places to be, man. Like, I, could, I can go. Uh, and then I, I thought about driving around him, and I realized that is, like, well, I, it was this, like, not a, not a voice, but a feeling of just, like, get out of the car. Like, stop, stop your car, park your car, get out of the car. And so I was like, okay, I, I believe, I think this may be the Holy Spirit. And so I, like, get out of my car, and I walk up to him, like, hey, man, like, do you, do you need, like, something? Like, can, can, I, can I help you right now? And um, he's just, like, sobbing. And I'm like, dude, like how, like, how can I help you? And he's like, can you get my stuff out of the street? And I'm like, for sure, totally, absolutely. So, like, get his stuff out of the street. To look, get him, like, on the sidewalk. I'm like, okay, like can I help you? Like, what do you, what do you, do you, do you need anything? And he's like, um, like, can you, can you pray for me? I was like, yeah, dude, sure. Like, let's go. And I was like, do you want me to pray now or pray later? And he's like, can you pray for me now? I was like, great, I'll pray for you now. And so we pray on the sidewalk. And then after I finished praying, I'm like, for real though, like, what do you need? Like, do you need anything? Like, can I do something for you? And I was like, do you want, can I like replace your groceries that broke? Cause like there was milk that broke. There was dog food that broke. There was like a cheesecake that fell on the ground. And I was like, all like, I'll run to the store, man. Give me a list. I'll, 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 I'll knock it out. And he was like, actually, that would be really cool and really helpful. And just remembering that you're like getting ready to leave. Yes. And this was not on your list of things to do that day? No. Okay, just checking. I was going <laughs> to go home and put my clothes in the dryer 
dry them and then throw them all in a bag and get in the car. And, like, <laughs> drive 10 hours. So that, like, yeah, this is, like, yes. not on my radar. Yes. Uh, and now you're going grocery shopping going for grocery someone shopping else. For somebody else. Excellent. Needless to say, I did not leave on Friday. Uh, <laughs> but I go to the store, get all the stuff. I get him a sandwich, too. He said he was hungry. I asked him before, like, dude, where do I meet you? Where can I find you? He tells me where to meet him in between these, like, two buildings. And I'm like, right on. And so I go in between the two buildings. He's there. He's, like, leaned on his bike really, really hard. And uh, he, he couldn't walk without his bike. Because when he yeah. fell, his hand got caught in the shopping cart, and he like hurt his back when he fell, and so the bike was like a crutch. Uh, and so I roll up, I'm like, yo dude, I got your groceries, I'm here, you're here, like let's do this thing. And he's not in like super great shape, and I yeah. was like, all right, hey man, do I, do you, do you need, do you need something? <laughs> um, do you need help? I was like, do you need medical attention? And he was like, I think I might need medical attention. I was like, okay, like I'll, I'll call, like who do I call, what do I do? He's like, oh, my, my wife doesn't have a phone, and I don't really want to go to the hospital. Uh, it's too expensive. And I was like, so who do you want me to call? Uh, <laughs> and he, uh, he's like, can you take me home? Like, can you, can you drive me home? It's like, you don't want to go to the hospital? Uh, and he's like, no, I want to go home. And I was like, I thought in my head, I, I almost asked him, I was like, okay, like, dude, can I, can I trust you? Like, can, can I? But I didn't want to be, like, accusatory. I didn't want to come off as, like, I don't know, like, uh -huh. weird. I've, uh, watch, I've watched all the shows. This ends in you getting robbed. That's kind of, <laughs> no, okay. That's, I had that thought. But then I was like, why am I worried about getting robbed? Like, yeah. I have, what, 60 bucks in my wallet? And, like, <laughs> some stuff in my car? Even yeah. if he takes my car. Like, what? Yeah. It, like, I, right. So, because I, I, I felt really dumb because I had the same thought. And I was like, uh -huh. oh, no, my stuff. Uh, yeah. And yeah. and I, like, I just realized stuff is dumb. People are more like people are stuff. Uh, and I, so, I, I like that. I like that. Stuff is dumb. Stuff is dumb. Yeah. And, and so <laughs> I was, I was like, all right, get in the car. <laughs> and so I load him into the car. Had to help him into the car. I can't walk. I load his bike up into the car. Uh, get the groceries in the car. Get like everything. We had to leave his shopping cart that was like full of stuff. And he's like, I don't care about it. Leave it. Let's go. And I'm like, right on. Because stuff is dumb. Because stuff is dumb. Yes. Uh, <laughs> We both understood that, you know? Uh, <laughs> and, I, and so I was like, where do you live? He's like, my RV is parked in this, like, abandoned car wash off of coffee. And I'm like, cool. He's like, I'll just tell you where to go. I was like, right on. I don't, I don't know how to put that in my map. Uh, and so we're driving. We're just chatting. We're, like, talking through life a little bit, having some, like, super-duper interesting conversation, kind of wild. And then we get to his RV, and I roll up. He told me before he, he hadn't been home. He was fighting with his wife, fighting with his wife's best friend, and that dude wanted to like fight him. And he was like, if that guy's here, I'm, I don't know what I'm gonna do, man. I can't fight him right now. And I was like, well, I'm not gonna fight him. And like. <laughs> <laughs> you won't sub in. No. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'm not gonna come in like from the, from the ropes, like on the dude. I wasn't gonna referee the fight either, you know? Right. Uh, and I was, so I was really stressed. I was like, this was quickly becoming more than I would bargained for. <laughs> like every next question this dude asked, I was just, my stress levels were like going through the roof. And so we get there, it's his wife, some other dude outside. And I'm like, is that him? And he's like, no. I'm like, One thing, something, something, something's going right. This is great. And so there's another car with two people parked there. 
as I'm helping get him out of the car and get his stuff out of the car, another car pulls up with two people in it, and I'm just like, this is weird. Like, I, I was like, what am, what am I, where am I? Like, what am I doing? Um, <laughs> but I, I don't know, like, I felt the need to do something in yeah. that moment. Seeing people drive around and, like, not help, like, I don't, like, I can't, like, I don't know where, what those people had going on, so, like, I'm not, like, yeah. throwing, like, any judgment or anything on them, but I just knew I did not have a single reason why I should not pull over, help this guy out, go grocery shopping, put him in my car, take <laughs> him to his house. Like, I didn't have a single reason not to, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, I guess I could have found a reason not to, but, yes. like... I think there's lots of reasons we could have found for that. Yeah, and, and so I, you know, I, we, I get him, get him like all sorted out, get him out of the car, get his stuff out, yeah. give him a hug. Uh, I'm like, hey man, I'm sorry. And his wife looks at me and goes, did you hit him with your car? <laughs> and I'm like, I was just like, no, 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 I did not, did not do that. Uh, she's like, if you hit him with your car, is you should probably be doing more. And then he was like, no, this dude, like, help me out. He's all good. He's a cool <laughs> guy. And so then uh, I, I got in my car and drove away. And I also, dude, I felt like such a jerk, too, because I had, like, a Patagonia hat on, a Patagonia jacket on, a North Face shirt on, like, $50 jeans on and these high tops. And I, and I rolled up in, like, my new car. And I was just like, once again, I was, I was just like, stuff is so dumb. Like, <laughs> this, this stuff is so, like, why do I have... These things. I don't know. I just it felt it felt yeah. weird. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Isn't it? It's so interesting that we all we all go into the day having plans plans for the day plans for the week and and I think one of the things that we maybe some of us are maybe some of us have lived this out. Others of us maybe are starting to learn this that our our plan for the day is not always what the Holy Spirit has planned out. And, and really, the, the biggest thing for us is just faithful obedience. It's not what we might even define as success or something, but it's just simple obedience to literally not drive around in the, in the space that you can get out of the parking lot and just stop and then let the Holy Spirit like domino affect your day. Um, and that's just so cool. I love, I love that you just literally, you didn't have to, you weren't looking for something. You weren't like figuring out like, how can I do something spectacular today? But it was just, I'm gonna obey in this moment. And that first act of obedience of, I'm gonna not go around this person. And then I'm going to do all kinds of things throughout the day that are uncomfortable, aren't things that I wanna do, but they're things that I'm gonna obey in. And like how God works through that. And that's just so awesome. And, and like to, to paint a fair picture, I have driven around plenty of people. <laughs> uh, like this is, yeah. this, this, this was yeah. like the Holy Spirit finally being yeah. like, you're not gonna drive around yes. a person today. Yeah. Like I, I've, I can come up, I've made up so many reasons. Like I have to respect other people's time. I have people I'm yeah. waiting to meet. I have things to yeah. do. And like I you know, conjure up reasons to not do it. And yeah. this, this was a, a singular event where yeah. the Holy Spirit like just just overrode. That's that. so cool. So, that's so cool. That's, Zane, thanks for sharing. Yeah, Appreciate it. Awesome. What a great story. Um, I want to invite Candace Baxter up to share. Um, yes. Um, uh, a number of a number of weeks ago, um, Candace caught me out there in the. Um, what Matt Soderlund so affectionately used to call the narthex. Um, he hasn't done that for a long time, so good job. Um, but out in the, in the lobby, um, 
uh, Candace and I chatted a little bit. She was sharing with me her experience with fasting and just kind of how it's not something she you know, kind of grew up doing. And a lot of us um, have not done that. But as of late, we've been talking a little bit more about these avenues that Jesus gives us to become more intimate with him. And so I, I really thought it'd be awesome for Candace to share a little bit about kind of her experience and what God's been doing in her life. Yeah, so about a year ago um, is when we were talking about fasting here, and um, just through learning more about it, I felt like God wanted me to um, do that. Mm-hmm. And um, I was excited to start because we learned how it does bring intimacy with Jesus, and I really wanted um, and needed more of that. And so I was excited to kind of see what would happen, and I'm a little nervous too, not ever mm-hmm. really fasting before consistently. And so um, <clears throat> I started fasting once a week, and um, after a few weeks of doing that, I would kind of reflect on it, and um, for a while, I didn't really feel like there was a huge change in my intimacy with Jesus, Um, besides, I prayed a little bit more often, and um, I felt like, well, at least I'm obeying him, so that should bring me closer to him, Um, so that was my experience for um, a little while. It wasn't really that hard to do. Um, It didn't... Like, I didn't get overwhelmingly hungry that often. It was um, going well in that sense. Um, it was really hard to deny myself, like, food, though, because I love mm-hmm. to eat. Um, anyway, so fast forward about four months of that kind of um, happening every week. There so was, just oh. to kind of, no, just to jump in, that's, so, like, four months, I just want to emphasize this, four months of just kind of obeying without feeling any real difference, yeah. <laughs> just kind of doing it and recognizing I'm obedient, but nothing's really happening. Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm that's. very, like. That can be hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm a real, like, rule follower, and, like, so if I felt like I need to obey, so. Yeah. Anyway, um, so there was this day about four months later that I was fasting, and um, the best way I can kind of describe what happened was um, I felt God's presence like literally with me all day. Um, And what that looked like was um, I was working that day. And every time I was about to open my mouth and talk, it was kind of like the Holy Spirit would check with me like, hey, is what you're gonna say, is that gonna glorify me? Um, Or is it gonna honor me? Or is it gonna do the opposite? And so a lot of times I didn't say what I was about to. (laughs) Yeah, so there'd be times where I almost partook in gossip and then I had something to say, but he just like helped me Mm -hmm. not. And so that was really cool. Um, There's other times, a lot of times, this happened a lot, where um, people would be talking or sharing or whatever, and I wanted to be nosy and ask other details or whatever. Um, But God was just so with me, and um, he just had me check my motive almost, I don't wanna say almost, every time I was about to talk, he like, we checked with each Mm -hmm. other first. (laughs) Um, And it was just like a great, It was a great day. Um, I felt really excited. I felt like, okay, this is like the intimacy I've been Mm -hmm. looking for, just to like feel his presence with me Mm -hmm. all day. Um, Yeah, I just like, okay, this is worth it. Um, (laughs) And the day came to a close and I was like, okay, well, I don't wanna gossip tomorrow um, or say like things that don't honor God. I I wanna continue this. And the cool thing is um, what ended up happening is for the next 14 days, I didn't, that was happening for like hmm. 14 days. And so awesome. I um, truly believe I didn't say anything that didn't honor the Lord for that amount of time. And, mm-hmm. um, 
And that's kind of what it still looks like now when I fast each week. Um, he's really present with me in my hmm. thoughts and, um, you know, um, but I, the, I don't keep track anymore, but I don't think it's happened longer than 14 days again, you know? Yeah, that's really awesome. I love what you just said that, um, I mean, even just to think about this as a thing, like you just said that I just check with God whether or not I should say this. Like checking, checking, literally checking with God, like whether it's internal or even, even verbally, just say, God, is this what I need to say? And I think the thing that really struck me that you said when, when you were sharing this story with me um, that stuck with me and really hit me was you said that fasting didn't work until it did. And I don't know, I just love that. I mean, even just that so often the things that God calls us into doing, he, he wants our faithfulness and he wants our hearts and he will, he will always show up. But sometimes he's kind of like, I need you to, I just want you to be faithful in this and you might not feel it for a bit. And so I love like what you said just encapsulated that for me in so often in our walk with Christ is it didn't work until it did. And the point was that I needed to be faithful and hang in there because God's, like you said, God's with me the whole time and he's, he's ready to act, but he just wants my faithfulness. And I just love your example of that faithfulness. Like, I don't know, I feel like, a, I don't know that I have stuck with something for four months that hasn't been working and been like, I'm going a different direction, <laughs> but that's awesome. And, and I feel like that's just like, I don't even know if this is a good illustration with this, but like you just invested so much faithfulness in like the bank of Jesus Christ where he's like, okay, I got a bunch of withdrawal for you. <laughs> and, and for 14 days, I'm just gonna sustain you and you're gonna love my presence. And just, I, I don't know, that's just so cool. So thanks so much, Candace, for sharing. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I wanna invite uh, Andy and Susie Daub up. And um, they, yes, yes. They are um, going to share a little bit of how their, their lives and really their whole family has, has shifted a little bit and their, their life has been kind of, in a sense, disrupted um, by basic, I don't know, by kind of adoption, <laughs> but in a different way. So, yeah, share. Yeah, um, I was thinking when the Addises were up here um, about how, you know, they, they don't know what they're in for. Um, <laughs> um, and just what... Um, a long haul, what a journey it is, raising children. And then I just, I felt the spirit connecting that to what we're mm. talking about today because um, there are so many families um, coming into our community right now that are like the Addises. They got young kids that they're starting to raise, but they're raising them with um, poor English skills because they just came from a different country. Mm -hmm. They're in a different culture their way of thinking, their religious practices, yeah. um, the values that surround them are totally different than what they are used to, than what they're familiar with. Um, so if you just think about the challenges of being young parents <laughs> or you know, whatever you face yeah. in your day-to-day -day that's challenging and then add on to that, moving into a culture that's radically different, yeah. um, that is kind of the burden that Jesus has put on um, my heart and Andy's heart and our whole family's heart to um, mm -hmm. be reaching out and caring for 
the, um, the strangers, the foreigners that are in our community. And um, it's been about seven years um, since we started uh, doing this. And um, uh, what we've, like the big picture is we really have just felt convicted to make space in our lives um, to be connecting with different families, to be looking for other people in the community that, um, that need friends. Yeah. Um, the, uh, one thing that has been uh, significant in the interactions that we've had is the ways that we have prayed on our own for them, but also God's provided a lot of ways for us to pray with them as needs come up. Um, that's been incredible. Um, there's a group that I'm a part of in our community that regularly meets to pray for those needs. Um, and one of the things that we found we really, uh, that's really important for our family is just prayer for the Spirit's direction in what to do. Because it's easy to start feeling either guilty or just so inadequate um, because the needs are so great sometimes. Um, and to not know how to um, kind of find time and space in your life to do this, and it's so much better when we are saying, okay, God, I'm giving this to you. I don't know what to do, but um, I'm going to trust you to provide mm -hmm. the time um, to do that. Is there anything yeah. you want to Yeah. Uh, there was something a few years ago, Mike Foster showed a little diagram as part of the Rescue Academy, and it was talking about how you love someone, and it was like a whole lot more and a whole lot longer than you think. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. I think that works with just everybody. Um, but I, as Susie and I have really connected with a number of different families, uh, over and over again, I think we thought, oh, we're going to come in and we're going to do this one little thing. And that'll be really helpful. And uh, praise God on that. Mm -hmm. And it just was a lot bigger and a lot longer than we thought and so much richer. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it it is had a lot of different faces, and then like every little thing that we did, then it seemed like God said, okay, because of that, I'm opening up this other door, and I'm opening mm -hmm. up this other door. Uh, and I, we have been, it has not been easy, Yeah. Uh, but it has been such a blessing. Mm -hmm. It has been so good. Yeah. Uh, and so that's just one thing I wanted to add there. Yeah, yeah you know, I think, I think one of the things, even, even just as you guys talk, um, like, so often we, we like look at things as tasks that we're going to complete and then we're, we're done with that task. Yeah. But I think in a lot of ways what God does and even just seeing, even, even hearing what he says in his word that to, to whom, you know, uh, much was given, much was, you know, expected. And, and even the idea that, that if you're faithful with little, he gives more and more. And so really like God's way of accomplishing tasks is not checking something off because you finished it. It's actually moving into even greater and deeper and more expansive territory. Like, I just think it's, you know, Andy, like what you said was, we thought, well, we'll do this thing that's helpful, and then God actually opens the door, or around the next bend, it's actually more, because you've been faithful with that, that thing. And that's just so awesome. And, and, and I don't know, I just even like what you were saying, Susie, is, is thinking about the struggles that we have in navigating the world around us and the struggles that someone from a whole different culture yeah. and um, has all of these disadvantages, um, how we as, as Jesus followers can be just kind and loving and, and examples um, in praying both 
um, behind the scenes and with people um, is so significant. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then along with that, what our lives look like as we enter into their lives is that God has made all kinds of opportunities for us to model obedience to mm -hmm. God, where yeah. we are saying, hey, what do you think God would say we, you should do in this situation? Um, hmm. Talking about our experiences of what yeah. God's shown us to do, we've shared scripture with them and said, mm -hmm. hey, this is what we think God says about this. And, yeah. and it really comes from being, we talk about that in the context of a friendship. Yeah. Um, and it wouldn't be the same if we were just coming to a stranger sure. and, and talking about that. But because of the friendship that we yeah. have, then we can talk about things yeah. that are deep held, deeply held beliefs. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, yeah, the, it's amazing the different kinds of things that you might not realize mm -hmm. that you have um, yeah. as resources that you can leverage for other people in mm -hmm. our community. So yeah. just the things like um, filling out, out paperwork, uh, helping people find housing. Because government paperwork <laughs> is oh, super yeah. clear and easy. <laughs> yeah. We all know that. <laughs> really straightforward. Everything yes. makes sense. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, there's a lot of immigration needs. I've spent hours helping one of my friends with just getting enrolled in college and figuring out mm -hmm. how to uh, get through financial aid and that mm -hmm. kind of thing. And, um, but again, all of that, like there's a lot of cost, like Andy yeah. was saying, but we love our friends yeah. so much, one family in particular, and they genuinely are like our family. Mm. Like we yeah. think of them as family. Yeah. Yeah. I think what's so cool about your guys' story is that it's not just you or you, but you guys together and your whole family, your kids. Yeah. Like, you're a family involved in this mission that just is so cool. And so, like, you're able to do that together. So, really appreciate you guys sharing and uh, encouraging us with, with how you've been willing to, to let your life be disrupted this way. And again, when I say disrupted, that sounds like a bad thing, but I think it's, there's something about divine disruptiveness that is life-giving and grace-filled and, and incredibly joyful, like you guys have expressed. So thanks for sharing your story. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you feel inspired and moved by what God is doing here at Crosspoint.